intro song. taco podcast my name is chris today i'm here with gus and i closed out all the windows that have the dates but today we're here to talk about the 1995 movie natural born killers a really random movie i think i was watching like a youtube video and somebody referenced it yeah and that's kind of more or less like my thought process before i go into these i was wondering where you saw this movie this seems like a very niche cleat like a very niche following movie where if you look at the ratings it's not a very highly rated movie it's in the mid-range and i was like why would he pick that movie but yeah see that's what this whole thing is it's not me picking like critically acclaimed movies or these really right. like i pick a movie that i genuinely have some type of memory of either really young most of the time it's something i saw really young mm. and i'm just like okay i want to go back and i want to see what i think of it pretty much as an adult because I saw a lot of movies way too fucking young. This yeah, clearly being one of them. Uh, I didn't know this was directed by Oliver Stone. It was written by Quentin, Quentin Tarantino first. And then he sold it to him because he couldn't get the funding to produce it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know a lot of Oliver Stone movies. Actually, I probably do. I just didn't know he directed them. I guarantee that's like one of these situations. Because I've heard that name before. I think you think about Oliver Twist. Oliver Twist. Who's Oliver Twist, bro? Uh, I think it's a book that made into a movie. Let me double check that. Check my sources. So Oliver Stone made Any Given Sunday, Snowden, Scarface. That's a big one. Yeah. Platoon. And there's probably some other really big ones that I just don't know what they are. There's some big movies, though. Yeah. He's like one of those... Uh, what are, like, iconic fucking Steven directors? Spielberg? Spielberg's one of them. Who's uh, the guy who made Goodfellas and shit? Scorsese? Scorsese. He made all the gangster movies? All the mob movies. Yeah, I think uh, this dude's name's up there with, like, those guys in terms of, like, influence and shit. Even, like, Quentin Tarantino, the writer? I think now he gets his acclaim because, like, but, like, 90s and under, like, when he was still coming up, these were, like, the big dudes. Mm. You don't know. It's probably like sports where they all worked together at like different levels at mm-hmm. some point, and then they all branched off and became the big dog type of thing. Kind of like how coaching works in, in the sports. Yeah, like uh, the guy will go from assistant to yeah, fucking. You didn't know that that big guy was uh, an assistant to one of the bigger guys at the point, then he became the big guy himself type of thing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, maybe that's what kind of happened. I mean, because you don't, I don't know that world. Like the directing world, I don't really know shit. Like you can tell me the same guy directed. Uh, who, who was that guy? The 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 Snyder cut for uh, Zack Joseph. Snyder, Joss Whedon. Yeah, like I don't fucking care. Like it doesn't matter to me. I'm not a I'm not aware of their names and their like backlogs of all that. Like as long as the shit looks cool, I don't care. 
that does come in handy. For example, like Quentin Tarantino, like if you know it's one of his movies, generally, I feel like you're gonna like it if you like that style of movie. Mm, I mean, that's hard to say because I think it depends on what their target is. Like Quentin Tarantino, like I, I, you know how people say they get typecast. Like Quentin Tarantino, when you like, maybe you're right. Maybe whenever you see like a Rob Zombie film. You know it's a slasher or a horror film. You see a uh, M Night Shyamalan film. You know it's got a twist in there somewhere type of shit. Mm-hmm. Like kind of like they get they get into this niche where they're like, I can only do this, you know. Whereas yeah. other people like Steven Spielberg makes a lot of really different movies. Or George true. Lucas, I mean, kind of only did Star Wars. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying though. I think a lot of directors they kind of just want to keep doing the same thing over and over. Yeah. Now, so to this movie, yeah, it's pretty much like a 1990s Bonnie and Clyde type movie, correct? Yeah, it's it's based on a Midwestern. I think they're from Oklahoma. Couple in the 1950s who went on a killing spree one day, and this inspired the movie uh, because that's literally like the first five minutes of it is them, you know, kind of giving you the rundown of who they are. This one, this movie is a lot of. Uh, 90s and 80s like in your face like edgy trying to be edgy mm-hmm. like this i got the bible a lot like it was goddamn boring i'm gonna be honest the movie was boring yeah I'm, you were holding that one in weren't you huh so you were holding that in because i wanted to just ask you like what did you think that movie was fucking boring i don't like woody harrelson i think he is a shitty actor mm-hmm. who plays the same character in every movie you watch The Hunger Games, you watch Carnage, you watch this shit, you watch anything else, he's in, he's the same guy, same face, same voice. Robert Downey Jr. in the same movie. Range. This guy, you can't tell what movie he's in. And I yeah, hate yeah. actors like that. You can't like you can't tell what movie he's in. He's in he's the same guy in every movie. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like if 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 people wanna uh like boast about like their range or they don't want to get typecast into a thing dude that dude typecast himself he's the same guy in every movie he's a cocky asshole not even that he's like just like a shitty actor in a shitty movie you're not like damn this guy's you know going through all these emotions or you don't see him like like changing like he's not he's not like he doesn't give you the wealth factor like somebody like leonardo dicaprio gives you when you're like he got or Tom Hanks. You're like, damn, this guy can hit a lot of different roles. Mm-hmm. Or like Denzel. You're like, this guy's the same goddamn person. Every movie, movie was trash. And then what, what I what there's two things that stuck out to me. The writing they tried to be like, what's the most controversial thing we can have them say, or the most edgy psychopathic thing they can say, mm-hmm. you know? And then the other thing was like, okay, we want to make people feel scared and confused, so let's make it visually alarming and try to get as close to random as we can so you see like there's like a obviously projector in the background playing a, a screen and then they're doing their acting like you know they're just random things it felt really experimental it, it, i think what it was is is it it was an experiment of not even an experiment it was uh let me try everything i have in my bag of tricks mm-hmm. at the same time and it wasn't coherent and that was the problem, that it wasn't, like, we're used to watching a movie and then special effects go, come and go. This shit was, like, up and down. Like, you were, you didn't know what the hell you were getting. I think that was almost intentional. It was intentional, but it was a bad decision. Like, there's times where you can be 
like mysterious mm-hmm. and it works out great. There's times where you can be terrifying, like build up suspense, and it's great. That movie did it all backwards because if you want to get those things, you have to set up a story so you can get people invested. Whenever you get into that movie, you're like, okay, these people are crazy. Okay, they're killing some random people. Okay, it's a serial killer movie. And then you start seeing all these visual effects go off, and you're like, okay, what is this, like epilepsy or some shit? You know? I think because of how, like, so 90s, pre, like, every, I mean, internet was there, but it wasn't, like, as big as it is now, clearly. Yeah. Um, I think that they were trying to, the message they were trying to get across was people's attachment to television. They were equating it to, the equation of it would be, like, the internet nowadays. People are channel surfing. There's no paying attention. That's the sporadicness of it. People are always boom, 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 channel switching back and forth. So I think that's what those spliced images are supposed to be. Just like all over the place. Even like the fucking uh, projector in the background in front of the story. Multiple fucking screens type shit. It reminded me of a play that turned into a movie. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like. Like Because every, every, every scene felt like a stage and they were kind of like transitioning into the next like stage yeah and they didn't know like hey we could close the curtain and just go there they're like nah let's do this shit live and you know what it reminded me of it reminded me like watching a really shitty snl episode that's what it felt like Mm -hmm. because it was every for like the first hour it kept changing Mm -hmm. into these kind of like skits Mm-hmm. And it felt like watching SNL, but a shitty version that wasn't funny or scary or anything. Like, I didn't feel anything when I watched this movie. I was just more like, is this shit going to be over? It's two hours long. You know? Like, the first, they, they, the whole thing is the first hour, they get caught up and they go to jail. Then they go to jail and Tommy Lee Jones shows up. And I'm like, oh, Tommy Lee Jones. I like Tommy Lee Jones. And then I'm like, fuck this. I think I was, I'm not going to lie, I was also bored. About the first 30 minutes. I did not finish it. I watched an hour and a half and I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. That's how fucking boring. It made me fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And I'm like watching it to To, to be it. fair, it was like 6 o'clock in the morning. I wasn't tired. I was bored. So for context, me and this dude played Fortnite from about midnight until 5 a.m. No, like 6. 6 a.m. About no, it was about five or six, yeah. And we started this podcast at noon, <laughs> and we watched in between that. So was there a nap involved? Yeah, I fell asleep. Like I watched the first hour and a half of the movie, and then I, I'm sure there wasn't very much left of it because it's only two hours. And I'm sure that most of it was credits. I'm sure. So I watched like at least a good hour and a half of it. Fell asleep around seven. Woke up around eleven. Yeah. No, because, like, me, I'm not going to lie. Like, the first maybe 20 to 30 minutes, I was kind of like, this is slow. I like the start with, like, the diner scene. That was just random. I don't like shitty dialogue. <laughs> it feels like small talk. That's the 90s, though. Yeah, but still. Universally, just, just bro. There's not the a lot of, like, make it right. there's not a lot of good movies from the 90s or early 2000s like, that had I mean, great dialogue. Let's just say, like, racism. Yeah, just because it happened in the 1970s. Or in the 1700s, to mean right. Well, you got to pick and choose what you like. I don't like small talk, and I don't like small talk sounding writing. Well, I mean, you got to kind of. Well, for me personally, right. So I like. I can forgive shitty dialogue if, like, I like an effect. I like a scene, a, a, uh, 
like a feeling that a scene emits. And uh, I just like the dumbness of the fucking intro. Like, one thing that stuck out in particular to me was, like, when they're having the fight scene and the dude, Woody Harrelson, pulls out oh, a knife, yeah. throws goes, it through a fucking glass it, window. You can see it spinning. Because everybody knows knives can go through glass windows and still go. Yeah. And he know. just watches it go. He's like. <laughs> Are we supposed to believe that uh, Juliette Lewis fucking Mallory could beat a full-grown man's ass? I mean, it's uh, clearly it's a movie. Clearly. Exactly. But uh, that's where I think a lot, maybe, you know what, maybe this was, uh, what's his name that directed it? Oliver Stone. Maybe this was Oliver Stone's one of his first movies, and you make a lot of mistakes when you're starting. You know? Nah, he's been making movies since the 70s. Oh, maybe he just fucking didn't know what he was doing then. Whenever you don't write the script, you don't have the same vision as somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's like singing somebody else's song. You don't know where they got it from, so it's not the same. So that's what I think happened. Like I think <sighs> Quentin Tarantino would have probably made it a lot better. But when he sold it to old boy, he was just like, well, I think this is what he was doing. It's kind of where all the Star Wars got fucked up at the end. Yeah, I think uh, Quentin Tarantino, when I read about what he was trying to do, he wanted it to be more focused on, like, the media. And the media is like... um, Robert Downey Jr.? Well, him in general, yes, but less focused on the love story and more about like what the media does with shit kind of like what uh jake gyllenhaal's movie with nightcrawler that movie fucking sucked you hate everything i i don't like jake gyllenhaal i think he's he's a fucking trash actor (laughs) he's another guy that's the same fucking character in every fucking movie mind you i'm not a jake gyllenhaal fanboy but i'm just saying like name me one jake gyllenhaal movie where he's not the same fucking guy uh, the movie where he sold dick pills. Same fucking guy. Love He's and other one, drugs. One step away from being the fucking villain in Spider-Man. Brokeback Mountain. Definitely definitely the same character in every movie. I don't think he was in Brokeback Mountain, was he? You could put him in. I wouldn't fucking notice. <laughs> exactly, bro. He was a gay cowboy. <laughs> like, I think he like, was in that, wasn't he? Like That's my point. I'm like, a lot of people get a lot of credit for doing mediocre work. And a lot of great actors get overlooked because X reason may put whatever you want in there. Mm-hmm. Like, can you name me a standout other than Robert Downey Jr.? Robert Downey Jr. and Tommy Lee Jones did great. Like, Tommy Lee Jones didn't stop talking for, like, the first six minutes when he got into the movie. Right. <laughs> like, that whole prison walk. I was like, this is a long-ass prison. But he did not stop talking. But Tommy Lee Jones, I mean, he's kind of a, a cop in every movie other than Men in Black, but... He's, he's more entertaining because of his dialogue and I guess what he says than any other character in the movie. Mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. was very entertaining, though. I think everybody in the movie just played over the top. Wow. Like how you said, Woody Harrelson's like always this kind of like rednecky, fucking confident motherfucker in every movie. This one, he turned it up. It's fucking the same thing. Yeah, but that was I think that was the movie just trying to, to surprise you. Yeah. Shock you. That was what this movie seemed like it was trying to do, like, shock you. Like, look at this. Isn't this crazy? Mm-hmm. And I guess this was kind of like the, like the, uh, uh, trying to be, like, people were, were kind of making it controversial because they were like, this is going to set off a lot of violence or whatever. Yep. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. It was kind of trying to be, like, comment. I didn't really, the one thing that, like, confused me about this movie, right, is they lived at the end. Like. 
generally there's a rules. There's rules for like storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. You create conflict and there's certain like moral grounds that characters cannot cross. And the people in this movie constantly did. They killed innocent people by the truckloads. Mm-hmm. So no matter what, at the end, I felt like there should have been some type of justice. Like payoff? Yes, a payoff. And at the end of the movie, they get to ride off into the sunset. Yeah, but it's a movie. Yeah, but like what real trial did they go through? I mean, they went to prison, but they didn't really that's look why, like they suffered. A, a shitty movie. Exactly. That would be my like one main like <laughs> gripe about the movie. Because me, I didn't really like hate it all that much. I actually enjoyed it. I thought like I just got lost in the dumbness of it. I didn't like the writing. I thought the script was bad. Like there was a lot of times where I was like, I guess. Like the first scene in the diner when they were talking. Mm-hmm. Like, cool. I was like, all right, whatever. When he's at the pharmacy and he's like watching him, what do you like he's just like, Oh, hey, you're on TV and it's literally the guy like stumbling to get the medicine and then he's like, Let me shoot him now. And then they're bitten by a snake is why they're there when they're trying to like get in. I'm like, if you're got if you got a snake poison bite and it's a venomous snake, you don't have that that luxury of just all right, let's kill this guy and go and then just take a bunch of random drugs. Like clearly it's a movie, so it's not based on like real events that happen type of thing that I mean it's based on people, but it's not like this is exactly how it happened. Yeah. And well, that's that, that and that's that's the problem where like I don't know if it's just because movies that I that I like, like I like a coherent story that picks up or you know, goes somewhere and this movie was just kind of like Let's do this next. That looks pretty cool. Let's do that. I want that special effect, but spice it up. Yeah, I feel like they probably spent more time editing the fucking movie than actually filming shit. I don't know, man. Like, that was a long movie. That's what I'm saying. But no, like, admittedly, even I thought, like, at the very beginning of the movie, like, oh, this is some corny fucking dialogue. Like, any scene that Woody Harrelson... And Juliette Lewis had, like, Mallory. talking to each other was the corniest fucking shit I ever heard in my goddamn life. Yeah, and then the thing, too, is, like, did you watch the scene where I think it was the, the cop or he was a detective or whatever? He's with the prostitute. Yeah. Or the, and he's like, do you like being choked? Just kidding. And then he does it again. He's like, just kidding. He, like, and fake he chokes her. And he's like, just kidding. And then she, like, hits him. And he stands by the window. He's like, I'll get you. Uh, and then I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, the chick's just, like, throughout the whole thing. Like, I'm like, I don't know, my dude. Like, it just seems like so many great movies in the world. And then we got this one. Mm-hmm. I like that it tried to be different. I like that. I like I like that. I like that when people take risks. But I think there's calculated risks. And then there's just bad decision risks. Because you know how you said it tried to be shocking. Like, there would be random scenes where, like, um characters are starting some type of conflict and out of nowhere we get a spliced image of that character in some crazy ass costume covered in blood or some shit like literally for two seconds yeah but the thing about it though is like when it's that random and corny you're just like i'm not invested like you're just doing this now because this is all you got left Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like yeah if 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 it didn't have that where you got something to talk about this movie would have just been swept under the rug, never talked about. Nobody would ever be like, "Yeah, oh, that's a shitty movie." You know, 
it happened. Yeah, like I feel like that is the thing that kind of like stuck with me about it the whole time. Because you, just... you can say that about action movies, like action movies that just have explosions for no fucking reason, or like Rambo mowing down like five million people. You're like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need to keep doing it over and over. I get it. So to you, what was the message this movie was trying to portray? I don't think there was a like a moral of the story moment. I think there was just like a, it was a mixture of, they're trying to tell the story of their their version of the story of that couple that actually did it. That's where they got inspired from. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, what was that? Uh, what was that movie? Seething and Loathing in Las Vegas or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, we saw that movie, or that yeah, that looks pretty cool. Let's do something like that. And then it's just like, so what's the last thing you remember about the movie before you fell asleep? Uh, when they escaped prison. So they had the guy filming the entire time what as they were escaping the prison. The new uh, oh Robert Downey Jr. was filming them the entire time. I fell asleep somewhere between there. And they get through the prison. The end of it, they shoot Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. Real credits. Yes. We get like a. Random spliced image of the image of them in a van with a bunch of kids and shit, and that's more or less how it ends. And I think pretty much the commentary was supposed to be that we just enjoy watching violence and obsessing over people who do bad things. I guess finding bad role models and shit, like people's obsession with like true crime podcasts and stuff. See, that's people get obsessed with like murderers and shit. I think that's, there's a difference between watching it for the gore and watching it for the, like, what would you, I guess we call it, like, the investigative part of it, mm-hmm. and then people who watch it just because there's really nothing else to watch. You know what I mean? I think it all gets put in together when there's value, very, very different reasons for it. Just because I watched, like, what's a show that people would could say that about? That you That's current. Like, say, for example, cops. Like, do you watch cops because you want to see people get arrested? Because you love law enforcement? Or because it's on, it's on TV and you're like, fuck it, it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? The same yeah. thing could be said about cops. Cops was on for a long time. Now, are you telling me that Every time somebody watches a cop show, they're a cop lover. They hate, uh, they, they want to see people get arrested and beat up and shit, or they want to see people get shot at. Like, no. Some people just watch it because it's on. Yeah, but there's universally one reason why it's being filmed. Because it gets, it's producing money. That's the only reason. Like, if it wasn't producing money, they would not be on TV. I can name a lot of TV shows that I like that are not on TV because they weren't producing money. Exactly. How it's perceived is one thing, but how it's the reason why it's created, there is a universal reason. So what do you think the universal reason was was for that? For this? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I saw the director's commentary on top of it. Ah, uh, see, that's the thing. You get all this extra knowledge, and then you're like, I mean, that and like I said, card. I was watching the movie. You were dozing off halfway through it, and you didn't like it. I didn't. So like just fess up. I told you. You that. checked out. I imagine you with your phone. Oh, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Like I watched it, and I kind of was. I was watching it while I was playing on my phone, and I was like. Bring me back in. And then I saw Tommy Lee Jones, and I was like, 
And had I known that you had this like punching bag with Woody Harrelson's face on it, I might have picked a different. Oh, I hate Woody. Like when I saw him in Uh, in Carnage, I was like, I roll done. When I saw him in Hunger Games, I was like, he's playing. He was fucking awesome. He's playing himself. He was a drunk Woody Harrelson in, playing in Hunger himself. Games, That's, bro. He didn't play anybody. He just showed up to the film and started talking. He had hair. He had beautiful locks. You know what I noticed? That motherfucker's been losing his hair since 1995. Yeah. It was an ongoing battle for that man. But I'm like, no. Like, him, Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, who else don't I like? I think, I think that's it. Like, the thing about me, the thing that the thing that gets me, I'm like, you name an app that you watch, like Hulu, whatever. There's so many great mm. movies that people don't know about or people don't watch. But then they watch this shit because it's like, oh, it's 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 a edgy film. Or, oh, I want to be a, a, a different and I like this film because it makes me, nobody likes that film. It stands out. like It's like a personality trait now where there's like, there's good work, but some people don't, you know, they don't get the opportunity to ever know about that. Like we were talking, like I saw a post on, on Facebook the other day. It said, name, it's Black History Month because it was February. And they're like, there's like nine films. And they're like, which one of these is the top three greatest? And I'm like, there's so many more great movies that were there that weren't listed, I'm sorry, that weren't considered. Like, if you like, how many movies have been lost to time? Like, Soul Food. It's a great movie. The Wood. It's a great movie. Sister Act. It's a great movie. They were not on that list. There, you can't. Have you ever seen Sister Act? Nope. Great movie. Throwing the Nun, right? Yeah. Nah, I've seen Funny. It. Great movie. Great message. Have you ever seen The Wood? I don't even know what that is now. Ah, oh, dude, I saw it when I was a little kid. Great. It's, it's a good movie. Have you ever seen Soul Food? No. Okay. There's a lot of great movies for, for Black History Month. Like Belly. Belly wasn't on that list. Belly. Never seen Belly. Oh, my God. It's got DMX and Nas in it. Isn't Benny Siegel in it? That's state property. But I, I haven't know. seen that either. I don't know, dude. Like, sometimes people be changing, and I'm like, was that was him? Because I didn't know that was Robert Downey Jr. in the movie until you told me. Yeah, because everybody always tells me about these movies. Like, I can't believe it. Like, here's a crazy one I haven't seen. I haven't seen fucking Bad Boys. Ah, oh, Bad Boys is dope. Never seen any of them. Have you seen them. Rush Hour? Yes, I've seen Rush Hour. Uh, I love Jackie Chan. I'm assuming you've seen, like, Friday. Yeah, I've seen the, like the obnoxiously. No, I guess I can't say I've so seen the obnoxiously like big ones. Movies, yeah, but you've never seen any good films that have black characters. Yeah, I've seen a lot of junk TV. Mm. That's where like, I guess that formed my like. That's just where I grew up watching whatever mm-hmm. was on fucking TV. Right, and that's a problem that I have too, where they pertain, they portray uh, races more in negative light than they do in positive light. You know, overall. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at Mexicans and films, like, the majority of the time, we're cholos or cartels or never doctors. Or, like, fucking groundskeepers. Yeah. But we're never anybody who has anything intelligent to say. And and for black people and other races, too, they, they don't have that. And this is, this is another problem that I had with films. Like, there is no Mexican superheroes. So we can't, I couldn't, as a child, relate to them. I told you how I got around that, right? Wow. Because I watched a lot of anime, and you know in anime, the characters don't have, like, Asian eyes. So I thought every, like, character with black hair was Mexican. (laughs) 
Goku's like Latino. Bro, like, so for like, like Goku's like the biggest <laughs> idol for every Yeah, bro. For Ten years of my life I thought Goku was a fucking essay. <laughs> I was positive, he wears dog. That little bell with the letter. Fucking I was like, look at that, he's got his hair spiked up and everything. Motherfucker's one of us. He uses that uh mo- mo- moco whatever. He eats a fucking sensu bean. I mean, come on, bro. Fucking give it to Freaking me. Horchata. Eating rice all the time and shit, dog. But you didn't notice that the, the back logo on his fucking jumpsuit is... Bro, how are you going to know what a fucking Chinese Jap- or Japanese character is if you don't know what Japanese writing looks like? You're like, what is that squibbling on them? Oh, that the must fuck? be some cool picture. That's a crazy <laughs> fucking logo. You're like, people's <laughs> language is all like cartoons. Thought that was just Master Roshi's like logo, bro. Like, like his Jordan symbol, bro. Incredible racism. <laughs> It took a while, dog. When Why they are said they speaking like this, I always saw the English dubs. Oh wow, really? Yeah, because I saw it on Toonami when I was a kid. How long did it take for you to realize there was other languages in the world? Years, really? Well, not other languages. I mean, I just didn't know that like these were Japanese cartoons. They were on Cartoon Network. Yeah, uh, they were. They were. Uh, they weren't. They weren't subbed. They were dubbed. Yeah. Oh, I didn't have that problem growing That's up. That's crazy. You know what my first thought was when I saw that stuff? This is from somewhere else because American cartoons are not like this. Mm-hmm. The art style is different, and then there's there's a plot. Like, there's a ongoing, you know, like, plot going here. Because, like, you, say you watch, like, Rugrats when you were a little kid, or, like, mm-hmm. Dexter. There was never a, a reoccurring plot. It was just uh, episode, episode, episode. It was Monster of the Week. <clears throat> and then with anime, it had a plot. Like, one of the first animes, obviously, everybody watched Gundam Wing. Or Gundam Wing. Dragon Ball Z, I'm sorry. And then Gundam Wing. And then even Pokemon. Pokemon was actually the first anime we all got uh, uh, exposed to. Mm-hmm. And that had a plot. It wasn't a great one. But it was a plot. But then, you know, you watch your other favorite cartoons. Um, the fir- Actually, you know what? One of the first ones, too, that had a plot was Transformers. The old one? Mm-hmm. And Beast Wars, too. I didn't watch the old one. The old one I watched it in Mexico, but I don't remember anything from it. Mm. But um, Beast Wars, I remember watching that when I was a little kid, and that did have a plot, and actually had a great plot, in my opinion. Uh, I'm trying to find the DVDs of it at Walmart so I can buy them and watch it again. Um, but that just goes to show you like how much it changed the American, I guess you say, like expectations or like, like what would you call it, like the... Uh, the formula? Yeah, because now we would have these shows that, not all of them, though, but a lot of shows now have a reoccurring plot and not just random episodes. Like, SpongeBob does it, but then you can see who it's targeted for because if it says random episodes, you can like, oh, it's targeted more for kids where their attention span doesn't really matter like that. But if you see that it starts getting, like, a reoccurring plot, you see it's, okay, it's a little bit for a little bit older crowd. Not like yeah. grown-ups or anything, but it's somebody who can... Follow the plot and remember what happened. Because if you think about it, like, Dragon Ball Z had to, like, beat, beat it into us. Mm-hmm. Like, every episode had to, remember this happened last time? Like, and that was our kind of our training wheels into this type of thing. You know who executed that really fucking well was uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender? Uh-huh. I haven't seen all of them, but I pop in every now and then, and I think I've seen, like, the last ones and shit. Like, that shit, like you said, something happened, like, 30 episodes ago. Oh, now it's called back. Like, that type of shit. Like, there's a story that's just thought from beginning to end. Dragon Ball Z hasn't gotten that yet, but fucking... Because, I mean, what are they in, like, 500 episodes? 
I don't know. And I like Dragon Ball. Dragon, Dragon Ball is Dragon fire. Ball. Yeah, with the red ribbon army. You know, and and that's and I think that's that is and that's also a a, a a horrible thing for 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 us because our expectations are so much more different now. Because say you watch after watching Dragon Ball, after watching Gundam Wing, after watching Dragon Ball Z, after watching whatever other animes are out there. Or American TV shows, I guess. I don't know if they're considered anime still. You watch something, now you have expectations. You're like, oh, this isn't very good. Oh, this is great. Oh, this isn't that funny. Like, after watching Sponge... Like, for me, top funniest shows in my life that I've ever seen. Simpsons, South Park, SpongeBob. That's it. Top three. Like, I can watch Simpsons, and the older I get, the funnier it gets. South Park, I still think it's funny. Like, the uh, uh, Spongebob, I mean, I don't know about the new season. I haven't seen the new season when it changes the animation. But mm-hmm. you watch old Spongebob episodes, it's funny. You know, so now when I watch it, like a show, now I'm like, it's got to hit somewhere in that range. Or I'm like, ah, it's okay. Yeah, it's not that great. Like, Rick and Morty grew on me. I've never seen any of those. People hate it or love it. But it grew on me. I think it's funny. It has its moments. Is it the funniest thing ever? No. But it had. It, it didn't it when it started out. It was just random episodes, and then it just became into like this flowing, this flowing like, uh, plot type of thing. What Rick and Morty? Mm-hmm. I'm not 100 percent sure about that because it's been a long time since I saw the first season. But I think it happened to that show too. And that and as goes to show, people want a plot in the show that they're watching because then that way you can get invested into it. You don't care about. What's happening next week, and you gotta watch it that day. If you don't have the plot to fucking fall back, or just like, oh, it's just random ass. Mm-hmm. Like with this movie, with uh, uh, Natural Born Killers, I was like, I can see the art style in this movie could have allured you, allured you to in it, like it could have lured you into it. Like maybe the writing or the the the, the, the it has a lot of really big actors in it somehow. Yeah, the big thing wasn't the writing in this. I think it was the imagery. Okay, well that's what I meant to say, imagery. Like what something something compelled you to watch this, mm-hmm. something piqued your interest. Somebody said something, and you were like, hmm. "I think what what I think maybe what may be happening to you is you put some people's opinions higher than others, and if they mention it, you're like, let me go check it out." You know what's fucked up about that? What? Like I said, I saw this when I was eight, so it's my opinion. So as soon as I hear the, like the mention of the word. It just like inception this idea of like oh yeah I saw that when I was little and I kind of liked it. So so like when I think of natural born killers I automatically go to the Ice Cube song. Like mm-hmm. my brain goes straight there. My my mind goes to Woody Harrelson. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Have you ever heard of natural born killers? No. Oh. I can't do it because it'll go straight into the. What do they call that shit? Whenever you get copyrighted? Uh, no, they have a weird for it. Like uh, NDA, not NDA. It's like some some random thing that YouTube does or music companies do to strike your videos down. I think it is copyright. Is it? Yeah. Oh. You know, like all this shit, this movie like influenced though, right? Well, I'm sure it influenced a lot of a lot of people, and I'm sure that it influenced a lot of people trying to be like edgy, cool like that, where they try to be like Woody Harrelson, kind of dressed like him. Just like any major movie, I'm sure it influenced it was, the Columbine kids. Did it really? Yeah, they uh, in their notepads they wrote the day they did it. MBK, the day they were gonna do it, like how when we were invaded for 
was it World War One D Day? They called we their were? their day uh, their D Day. I was at the front. That was us. Yeah, we were on D Day. And uh, America got invaded when we invaded uh, Normandy. Oh, uh huh. Yeah, but so like their day when they did Columbine, they wrote it in their notebooks. It was NBK, Natural Born Killers. Oh, interesting. Yeah, there was like fucking. I looked up like uh, Natural Born Killers copycat crimes. There's literally thirty of them. People that got like influenced by this movie, they wore the dumbass little like circle sunglasses. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, a lot of young couples killed like somebody's parents in their relationship and shit. Mm. I don't. I, I I see the the connection to those things, but I'm like, it seems like such a like a fucking whack ass take on things. But no, nah, I mean, and that's and that's. That's kind of just how it is. I think it's just a lot of like, hmm, let's make some money off of this. Yeah. But now, I was going to say, back to the movie, though. Mm-hmm. So something that I liked was, you probably didn't <laughs> didn't like it. I like that the characters actually seem kind of fleshed out, at least Woody Harrelson, what Mickey and Mallory, in terms of they listed their motivation for why they were this way. Even though it was kind of half-assed, but we got a lot of flashbacks to them as kids. Woody no, Harrelson as a kid getting... Mallory's very well that way they gave her they gave her purpose or not purpose but they gave her a reason for being and committing the first murders because they showed that sitcom-y I Love Lucy parody almost and um I think from that they're supposed to, I've always wondered about that like they're showing like a 1950s family Leave it to Beaver fucking Andy Griffith show all that stuff mm-hmm. or uh Happy Days where you're like in this fucking perfect family everything's going gravy nobody fucks up but low key at that time, there were probably situations like this that were fucked up in unhealthy living styles. Oh, absolutely! I think that's a staple of human society. Yeah, but at the time, like the country tried to. Everybody said, "Let's go back to the good old days." That's a very heavy statement. That's what people are referring to when they say that, at least in this um, context mm-hmm. of our country. I'm gonna go and say this. I don't think that movie was trying to make that point. But I think it's a point that can be made. That was 100% the point was trying to be made. That's why it was done in that style. No, I don't think they had that much foresight. Bro, you never give these directors that type of credit. We had this exact same argument in Home Alone. Yeah, but you're, you're telling me that this... I mean, like, granted that it did have its, you know, like, it, it motivation it, it, that, that the girl did all the crimes that she did to her family. But then you're like, yes, it shows that all the societies in America and in, in history of human have had outcasts or, or rebellious kids, and then this is the precursor to this. Why is that a crazy statement? It just like I like where that movie went. I don't give it that credit. Like mm-hmm. it didn't show me anything more after that. Did you pick up the metaphor with the Indian guy? Which one? Where he tells the story about the rattlesnake. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying. Maybe I'm wrong. Remember, the the, old, the Indian man tells a story about when there he's uh, he randomly tells this, like, uh, story to his son or his grandson, whatever the fuck that kid was. Mm-hmm. There was a woman who found a rattlesnake frozen in the snow. She picks it up. She nurses it. And the motherfucker bites her. Mm-hmm. And then the... Uh, the guy, the person who picked up the snake, asked uh, the woman asked the snake, "Why'd you bite me?" And he was like, "I'm a snake, you bitch. What'd you expect?" I've heard that before somewhere else. 
and do you get that in the context of the movie? Yeah, but that's 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 a that's a wide statement. Like you can't. I'll be like, oh, yep, yep, that's what he meant exactly. Like, well, no, no, this is rebellious children that are gonna, you know, kill you. Well, no, though. Mickey and Mallory wandered into this old dude's fucking tent, needing gas. They were fucking high off of shrooms. Oh, I thought you were still talking about the point about the parents. No, like there was a lot of things like subtextually in this movie. I'm gonna. I can't disagree because I didn't give that movie this much credit. And maybe they did make that point, but I have to say that I don't think this... Maybe they were this philosophical fucking machine behind the scenes where they were like, let's give them all these in, these, these deep character thoughts and philosophies, and then we're just going to kind of squeeze them into these little random scenes. But I think more than likely it was just like, oh, that kind of worked out. Let's put this in here. Well, maybe this is kind of relevant. Maybe this will work. Somebody's like, hey, do this. Maybe it'll work. Like, I don't think this was a fucking movie where they did like that. If it was, the writing would have been better. I say again, I think that they intentionally did the writing kind of shitty. Not shitty, but they half-assed the writing and sacrificed for the imagery, which clearly didn't work which, out too which, well. Which, I agree. They definitely focused on the imagery. That was where they focused all of their, like, the, the ink. You could even see people, whenever they were shooting the movie themselves, or the, the, the film of the movie, they would, uh, they would have a freelance camera going around so they could get all these angles to make it seem kind of like more real like it's actual reporting going on mm-hmm. um, or like just to show you like this this random new angle that you would never see in a movie kind of thing um, but like I said I don't I don't give it credit like it, it, that it's just like I don't give it the the benefit of the doubt where they're like hmm, that's what they were going with that with that with that plot line like that 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 um the snake biting the person metaphor like you know, like, I'm a snake type of thing. Like, you could apply it to a lot of parts of that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, Well, no, but they literally, like, slapped you in the face with like the that, metaphor. That's like saying, don't do any good deeds. Like, you could literally apply that to that. Like, don't ever do good deeds for anyone. Because they'll bite, they, one person might bite you in the butt. I don't know, but in that part of the movie specifically, the Indian dude's telling, like, us as the audience, he's a demon, she's got the sad sickness. And this movie references demons a lot and shit. Woody Harrelson says that in the beginning. Yes, he calls. He says he has a demon and everything like that. Uh-huh. And by the end of the movie, he says the Indian man exercised their fucking demons, even though they killed like 30 more people in between that. That was just them. <laughs> exactly, and that's why at the end they say they can go straight and narrow because the Indian man, man cured them. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Do you believe in God, demons, ghosts? All the above. I say no, but I always tell people I think it's indoctrinated into me. That's fair. But on the face, no. Okay. So, what you may call demons, or what they may call demons, could be considered just mental health. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, you're say this is a, a, a true, true story. Like, say this is exactly like you're watching a fucking documentary. Like, they're demons are mental health issues. Mm-hmm. So, uh, technically, this whole movie could have been a mental health awareness movie. And that could have just flown over your, our heads. Like, how do you know? That's what I'm saying. I never give a movie more than it gives me. Because I don't know who the fuck... It's like the exact same problem the guy had. He got the 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 the, the, the script from Quentin Tarantino. He had an, a vague idea of where it was going, but he didn't have the right idea. Quentin Tarantino said he doesn't like the movie because of the, 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 movie, the direction that it went. That's what I'm saying. Like, think about it like that. Like, 
this could have all been an ad for fucking mental health. Like, this could have all been prevented if, the people, if we had better mental health. I think that's clearly what it was about. That's why it showed them having abusive childhoods and it shows but the consequences what, uh, exactly. of abusive childhoods. Exactly. So now instead of having all these metaphors of demons and uh, or, or, or philosophies about, like, demons inside them or whatever, like, hey, you know what? A little bit of a medication, treatment plan, therapy, maybe this could have been avoided. Mm-hmm. But that movie didn't mention any of that. When they were in prison, they weren't in rehabilitation. Well, how strong do you think in the 1990s the push for mental health was? As strong as it is now? I doubt it. I mean, uh, it, it was... 1990s, isn't that like the decade of fucking Prozac? Here's this pill that'll make your shit go away, not go see a therapist. I mean, isn't that kind of like itself some sort of, of uh, acknowledgement of it, though? Not really. It's just take this you know pill, you'll feel better. Because if you know there's a problem, they'd be offering pills. If it, we're talking about like the fifties, where they're like, "That's not a problem. That's not a real. That doesn't exist." That's yeah. Thing. In the fifties, they thought orgasm was a mental health issue. It is. <laughs> Can't get there quick enough. <laughs> like, uh, you mean it isn't? <laughs> so, name me some redeeming qualities of this movie, bro. Could redeeming you... qualities. Yes, to you. I don't want to give it more than I than it gave me. That's mm-hmm. my problem with a lot of movies. Like I could say that like this movie was a good synopsis. No, this movie was a great. No, like it. So if there's a giant line down the middle and it's good, bad, there's nothing in good. It's all bad. I have to formulate. So I have to dig in there and bring something out for me to say they were doing this. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't being like, this is what I'm. This is where I'm going. You know, like, I'm sure it helped out people with their visual effects. They were like, yeah, we're not doing that shit. Like, I'm sure it helped a lot of people make decisions on what to do and not to do, film-wise. But I wouldn't say that, like, take away this, this, and this. Like, if it doesn't tell me this is the direction I'm going, I'm not going to give it that that benefit of the doubt. Like, when you're saying, like, oh, all these metaphors were for mental health or all these metaphors were for, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, if it doesn't directly tell me it's a movie i need to be directed i'm not directing the movie i need to be told we're going here then we're going to go over here oh plot twist or something like that you can't just have me fucking this isn't an am night Shyamalan. this is an inception where i gotta like oh i gotta go dig and read the book and do all this shit like well no you just have to watch it and just like pick up on the cues that they put out for you but are we picking up on the cues or are we just making shit up because it was such a bad movie well no i mean it was all pretty blatant that's why they recorded the whole thing. Like, think about it like this. Remember when we saw Home Alone? All those conspiracy theories people came up with? Mm-hmm. Well, no, that's fan fiction. There's a difference between a theory and fan fiction. I mean, some of those, you could be like, they're damn near on the line. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying, like, maybe this is the same thing. Like, where we're going out of our way projecting, this is what I saw, compared to you look at the the cut the, the director's, like, out like talking about the movie he's like i don't know what the fuck that guy's talking about i never meant for that to happen well i mean like the whole (laughs) thing is pretty much just that the media is the devil the media is the bad guy we as the viewer are the bad guy because we we seek these type of things out that was what they were trying to say overall and see that's that's the thing though if i saw the movie i would have been like it's just a movie about two people that were psychopaths and they were just on a killing spree chalk it up as that like, I don't see it. Well, that was more. the reason for all, like, the spliced news reports in the back. If it was just about them, we would have just saw them. It'd be the Devil's Rejects. It basically was. With guns. 
Mm-hmm. And the reason that why and the spinning knife effect. The reason why I knew that it was the fucking uh, media is the devil is because there's literally scenes with Robert Robert Downey Jr. with devil horns covered in blood screaming into the camera. I mean, that's literally Robert Downey Jr. as the media who was doing a Geraldo Rivera impersonation. That's who reminded me. Oh, that 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 makes more sense now. The, the Geraldo Rivera. Obsessed with, like, crime and shit. Yeah, but you know what? I actually saw on Hulu a documentary. They were talking about, like, when Jerry Springer, Oprah, and all of them were, like, fighting for who was best. And Jerry Springer started doing all this raunchy stuff. I didn't know Jerry Springer was a, a mayor of, of, I think, Cincinnati. And then his first year, he was, like, a really political, like, TV show. And he had people on. It was all serious. Jerry then, Springer? Yeah. I didn't know And that. then he became, like, this raunchy TV guy. And then Geraldo was, uh, he he actually was uh, a big time reporter for like sixty minutes or some weird sh- some show like that. Now I just see him on like conservative panels and stuff. Yeah, but then you, now and then he became he had his own talk show, and then he started getting into the same thing like Jerry Springer thing, and they were just kind of like going through the wa- the waters of reality daytime TV, mm-hmm. you know, like um, Jenny Craig was it Jenny Craig or whatever her name was. Rachel or whatever her name was, like they all had these shows with Oprah, and they all were all competing for each other. Mm-hmm. And it talks about how like Geraldo Bernardo, what is his name? Geraldo. Geraldo Guerrero, whatever his name is, went from a hard hitting. He got he got I think he got a Pulitzer Prize, and then he went to like going to Al Capone's like storage unit or some shit like that. And they were like, <laughs> yeah. And they were like, we're gonna break into it. And, he's like, got the camera. He's like, this is gonna be crazy. The shit we're about to see. Oh, but they were like, <laughs> this, is, this, this is the thing too. Like, he made the most views with an empty storage unit or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. Than anything prior to that. And they were like, let's run with this. And I think that 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 that. That's kind of like, maybe that's a takeaway from the movie, that people will do anything for views. That stands to today. Yeah. That'd be like something under the context you could have read. Yeah. I mean, that that would be the only thing that, piecing it together with the what you just said that, that I could take away from it. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Give me a rating. Mm-hmm. One to six. I'll give it a two. It wasn't, it wasn't absolutely unwatchable. But it wasn't anything that I'd be like, let me watch it again. You know, shockingly, I think I'll actually go with you on that. Like, I wasn't a huge fan of it, but, like, I didn't think it was complete dog shit. The thing about it here, I'm going to be completely fucking honest with you. It started off bad with me. Yeah. With Woody Harrelson, it's already at a fucking one. Maybe that was the difference, right? You know how when you saw it, you tuned out because you were like, oh, this is already garbage? In my head, I was like, there was something here that I fucked with. So. Well, well here's, here's my process. I turned it on, and I started watching it. And then I see Woody Harrison, and I'm like, ah, I roll. And then I see the girl, and they're at the diner, you know, and I'm like, okay, it's going from, like, black and white to color, you know. Did you notice that? that like, it changes filters? Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool, maybe this is going to be, like, some sort of, like, uh, how can I how can I name it? You know how like they used to do films and like like some slasher films or like like low cut uh, horror films like they do like the grainy like uh, film film uh, like Grindhouse kind of yeah like you know it's gonna be kind of like this 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 independent mm-hmm. 
or like you know like like clerks, something like that. It's gonna be you know something like that, and then it's like getting all these special effects going on. I'm like, okay, man, maybe this is one of those international like independent films or something that they just turned into like this major cult film or something. And then I see Woody Harrison. I'm like, I'm done. But then I started watching, it and then I like, okay, it started turning into like all these different skits, like man, like it was just like all these different sections of the movie and I was like is this shit is this how this shit's gonna be kind of like what was the movie that was like that the Onion movie I've never seen the Onion that's movie a, it's a comedy movie like what's another movie that seems like it was almost a fucking skit I know there was another one but I can't remember what it was but anyway so it kept going through all these and I'm like oh so it's not a it's not a coherent plot it's just pits and pieces getting together and then it started picking up and then it started like getting into this person's life not person's life but this person's like you know, going through the 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 murder thing, and then they're they're running away, and then there's cops chasing them, and then it became into a plot. Like at first, it was kind of like bits and pieces, and then it turned into like a plot. You know. Yeah. So I, it had me for a while because while well, I was trying to figure it out, and then it just started getting like the writing was just not alluring enough for me to keep really focusing on it because I was like, ah. They kind of gave up on that because you're right. At the beginning, there's a part where there's a, the sitcom, the I Love Mallory, and then there was like a, a mockumentary of like them reenacting them shooting a cop and there's interviews well, and shit. Yeah. And then that just goes away once they go to prison. And that was one of the things that I wrote down for my notes. The first 20 minutes was great and then it just fucking was like, Burp. Yeah. That's actually something that I wrote down. Like, mine is Woody Harrelson. The first twenty minutes, it was really good. Like not good. I take it back. Like it was, it was Tolerable. intriguing. Yeah. And then it was just like, we're done with that. I'm the exact opposite. Once that all stopped, and they got to like the Indian dude's farm, they rattlesnakes pharmacy, cops get them. They're in prison. That's when I was like, that was funny when they were beating his ass, and they're like. Yeah, huh. fuck it. They just kept me. No cameras. How about when uh, he was? Uh, they had old girl, and he was like, "I'm gonna cut her tits off. We'll get her new ones." And they like slightly cuts like right at her. She's like, "Ow!" Well, then he's like, "All right, all right." I was kidding. Uh. Nah, there was little shit in there, bro. It was gold. Uh. But for me, yeah, like the graphicness wasn't all that great. That's like a big part for me. Like your thing is dialogue, right? Mm-hmm. See, for me as a horror movie fan. It's like, all right, if you're not going to be have great dialogue, if the camera work's not going to blow me away, at least let the effects or something unique about it. There was a couple of cool things. Like, I, where I, there was a headless guy standing up. I was like, whoa, that was fire. I think that's what, another thing that turned me off. The amount of, like, I don't know if you call them visual effects or special effects or the, the, the wanting to be, like, for example, when the cop was with the prostitute, like, the amount of visual effects that they put into that scene, I was just like, whatever it is. They didn't need to do all that. There's, like, a screen projector. There's yeah. lights coming all over and the place. They, they changed the lighting, and then they, they changed the filters, and I'm like, I just want to watch the fucking movie. Yeah, like, that was all extra. Uh-huh. And I think that was a turnoff for me, too. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been a better film if Quentin Tarantino would have did it, because it would have had better direction. Um, but you know what? Sometimes you don't get that. Yeah, it did. It definitely felt incoherent. Like I could re- read the message through it, but there was a lot. There was definitely a lot, and I could see how you would think that like pointless. Yeah, I was like, this ain't going nowhere. 
I'm like I told you at the end when they just get away walking off into the sunset. That was. I wouldn't have given a damn. I was like, okay. Because what happens at the end of the Devil's Rejects? They get gunned the fuck. Is that the Rob Zombie film? Yeah. I haven't seen that in so many years. I don't remember what the fuck it's even about. So for you, I got to find a movie with great dialogue. I'm going to remember that.